This is Shaka Wart Speak. Okay, so we are here at 30 below Shaka Art Speak, and it's legitimately 30 below outside. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm hoping and praying for all the people that are um, actually legitimately not cold or that are legitimately cold outside because it's been rough, man. We're, we're being hit with everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's, I mean, the whole country is like the, the whole, whole place country. is covered with freaking ice. Yeah, and so we have ice all outside, and, um, you know, thankfully we have power today. Yes. And, uh, and it's darn near 30 below. So we're going to do a short talk because we're in a cold space. Yeah. But we're glad to be here with mm-hmm. Troopers. We're going to do it. And we've got a, um, a sent-in request, Dr. Snacksmell. Yes, Can you do. parse it out? Yeah, I can. Open, I up, think... open, it up, open it up. Open a can up for us. <laughs> here That's it is. That's the so, uh, so what we've got. Um, we've got a question from a listener. And really what they were asking is um, about titles to artwork. Yeah. So they said... Honestly, it's some of the main stuff between me and finalizing documentation. Everything's kind of ready to go, but I have no idea what I want to do with the titles. In the past, they seem to have come easier, but not as much with the new stuff I'm making. Oh, yeah. Now, this is one of the, I think this is one of the spaces where, like, I, I don't know. I never had a class where anybody really talked about the importance of titles. And I'm sure that there's probably, and, you know, apologies for what I'm about to say. I'm sure there's probably some class out there that might not be totally interesting where they spend a little too much time talking about titles. Perhaps. Um, titles and signatures. Yeah, but I think that uh, I think 30 minutes or below is a good We good can joke. Do, we can at least kick this ball around for a little bit. So uh, I guess, you know, kind of when when I got this question, where my head went was not necessarily tactics for naming yeah. works or titling works, but it was more of why would we have a problem with making titles in the first place. Like right. what, what is it that make that kind of puts that block or impediment there? Well, the, the, um, it's a, it, it's actually a bigger discussion yeah, than, it 30, definitely than 30 is. minutes. So we'll, we'll, we'll at least touch on it today. Um, as always, I'm kind of a generalist. So I kind of embrace that in the sense that, um, to, to get too specific in any one thing, there's just too much there. Mm-hmm. So it would, I mean, we, we'd be talking about a totally different format and structure for, um, a podcast. So bear with the generalizations, but um, modern painting specifically tried to do away with anything outside of the work itself. So, so it's kind of like the purity of form, kind of a Greenbergian purity of form. Mm-hmm. And, and so what is most essential to establishing a pure form and so in, in that, uh, um, titles started to be looked at as suspicious as an aggregate or a supportive or even a lead in yeah. content for, for um, a painting. And so the modernist project was to purify it away from anything that got in the way from what it actually was, apart from these kind of um, um, contingencies or yeah. these, these supportive facts that could or could not be um, meaningful or consequential or and so part of the inquiry of what is a painting unto itself meant that painters were like numbering their paintings, yeah. 45. And I, you know, so I don't have a problem with that. Um, but what happens is, so, so some of the question on titling work comes from the way that this has been an institutionalized conversation for far too long, you know, for, for a long time ago. So yeah, yeah. the residue, we're only dealing with the residue of that mm-hmm. institutionalized conversation. It's not really happening in the same way now. But it's a residue, 
and 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 so you'll get uh, professors that lean different directions, and then you kind of come out of that uh, experience. And you know, unless you have like a really good conceptual class mm-hmm. where the title is part of the interplay and dynamics of the of the work, and the work is trying to to be without locus or without location, so it's like trying to dance around what it is and where it lands and, and where the work's occurring, like a kind of resistant resistant re- resiliency in the work such that it defies being titled or the inner dynamism of the work is such that the title uh, does um, play a, a, a clear cog or role in the work, you know, either by clarifying the work or obfuscating the work. Yeah. So there's like these two um, kind of institutionalized camp trajectories that are from a bygone era, you know, this kind of sixties conceptualism and, uh, which I'm not opposed to either, or, you know, like I, I love, um, Richard Diebenkorn most knows one of my favorite painters and, and he had his ocean park series. And so I, I had made a series called Parkwood, which was a street I lived on. And now I live on Moss side and I have a Moss side series. And, and there was something I was, I was sentimentally or romantically almost aligning this work with, with those kinds of notions mm-hmm. consciously though, like I'm being deliberate. Um, so there's these large themes you're working through, whether you know it or not. And then there is the, what is the relationship between image and text? Mm-hmm. And can a title compensate for what a work doesn't have to give? And a lot of these are really like shallow binaries that are put forward. I yeah. Mean, just, just to kind of like set up a conversation. Yeah. But, no, I think that's good because the the place I went is that I think sometimes the the struggle with titling a work has less to do with the work and has more to do with the fact that we might be putting um, too much importance in the future reception of the work yeah. than we are in the actual kind of attention to and naming of the work. Yeah. So there's a there's a like an existential weight that it has on it that we place that, that, that does not help the situation. Right. So we say, uh, Oh, well one day if this thing is, is, is shrouded in glory sitting in a gallery or mm-hmm. a museum is the name that I give it now going to be adequate. Yeah. And, it, and if it's in that situation, the name will always be adequate, you know, yeah, cause it's, uh, what it is. it's just what it is. Um, but it, it, it puts, it puts too heavy of a burden on the work. Um, that the work is not asking for in the moment. Yeah. And it puts too unsturdy of a pedestal under the work that can't be, can, they can't support it. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that's kind of a place where, where my mind went is that, um, we can easily think too much about the trajectory of the work that we hope or suppose it to have. And we ignore the fact that it's sitting right in front, front of us asking mm-hmm. for a title. Yeah. And well, so, so one of the hangups in that kind of modernist trajectory is the fear or like, I think the, I think there's the over, over reactions, but Mm -hmm. in the most honorable way, I could say it, I think there's the very real, like, um, you, you'll find, so you'll find that now that this is, this isn't, this isn't, uh, part of the crux is you'll find people, the title locks the work down sometimes too much. So there's an art to titling work that has something to do with the kind of work that it is mm-hmm. in, in some awareness, to, uh, reasonable awareness for what you want people to experience. Because there are people that will look at the title and what happens is the title sets up an expectation according to how people associate with the title. And what happens is they look for the painting or the work of art to either confirm 
or disassociate from the title. So mm-hmm. let's say this work doesn't make sense, not based on the internal logic of the work or the inscape of the painting, the actual in, in, inter sort of dynamics of the work itself, but they'll do, they'll, they will judge it based on the actual title. Or, so which is analogous to like someone who critiques a work of art based on what you say about it, not actually by looking at it themselves. Mm-hmm. So where I land with this is that kind of person is not someone you're going to be able to change. And they're going to do that kind of thing one way or the other. And so what that does is that frees you to think more cogently about the title. Sometimes I just do loose or free association. I have, it's like a phraseology. It's, it's mm-hmm. like a, a set of words that have a poetics to them that um, I think can live parallel to the work or, or serve as a name or as a signpost for a, a experiential milieu, a feeling. Because po- so uh, the mechanics of poetry can deliver a feeling. Is that fair to say? Yeah. So it's it's almost like a, a shared quality versus a shared semantics. That's right. A shared quality. So it's 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 in the uh, the fuller understanding of the way right text can work. Mm-hmm. That it's not merely descriptive. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I when I'm in that space, I feel freer to trust in the you know some things. I'm just going to go back and be corny about and like and say like the poetics of it the the mm-hmm. yeah the the quality and the experience of the poetics over and against the semantics or the um uh um or or it it act, risking it seeming like it locks the work down into uh, a dilemma of it either matches together according to someone or not and what i've found is like you just can't control that stuff so mm-hmm. to over over stress your audience to overthink your audience um it's it's uh overrated yeah and, and i mean you know we've talked about in the past that really the, the kind of uh two main entry points into any sort of work is narrative and phenomenological and i think that that's that's even what we're talking about here uh you're talking about titling as narrative or phenomenological kind mm-hmm. of in this space um and the binaries kind of feel like they sit in that right mm-hmm. like even the ones that are going against the narrative are still using that as the definitional space for how the title should not be. Yeah. Right. Um, but what you're, what you're talking about in terms of quality of like a shared quality versus mm-hmm. a shared semantics, uh, still feels very phenomenological. Um, and I think that titling also may be difficult for it as artists as for us as artists, because we tend to lean heavily towards certain senses. Yeah. And words are not always the ones. It's not always the ears that we're leaning towards. It's the eyes. Yeah. Uh, it's the feel, the, the, the touch of things. Um, and so with that, um, we, we sometimes struggle and don't understand that, that words can be phenomenological as well. That's right. Um, and so the, you know, outside of a, a, a word that describes a phenomenological uh, experience, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't, we don't think of that. Um, which is which is weird for a group of people that oftentimes will come across E.E. E. Cummings and Bukowski and, and talk about their works and yeah. literature, but they yeah, won't yeah. won't take those same ideas uh, into into their titling. Um, now, the other thing is, uh, and just as a question, just to throw out there, and maybe it's a pro- provocative question, but what I mean, what is the what's even the importance of any title whatsoever? Yeah, it's worth asking that. I mean, because because that's that there's an assumption mm-hmm. in this whole conversation that that the title matters, that the title should even exist. Yeah, that it shouldn't just be the thing, and the thing shouldn't just be speaking for itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, where yeah. I mean, where would where would you even start uh, if somebody said what? Why do we even care? Whoa, Gareth, <laughs> it's a thirty below, like right? It's a thirty below, and I feel like you write more than me. 
<laughs> well, and and I think well, it's not just a question for you, obviously, but uh, you know, just as a thrust, question to throw out there, um, you know, what is uh, you know what what is the importance of the naming of anything, which is a, a very very large conversation. Yeah. Um, but in terms of a, a of a of an artwork, when we start to think about titling, and I'm not saying that this is making this uh, this question more easily answered. Um, but when we think about titling, I mean, there, there's enough that we've put into the work itself that there should be, there should be descriptive and semantic experiences happening in the viewer anyway. Yeah. I always say a picture is worth a thousand words and a words are worth a thousand words are worth a thousand pictures. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like to pit one against the other and say one is greater or lesser. Mm-hmm. I think they're both perceptual as much as like, there's a whole re reconsideration on like, um, the mind and, and the idea of, of processing through the mind and so on and the eyes. And so I, the, you know, there, the, ti- the, the function of a title and it's a designation. It, it uh, um, denotes or um, distinguishes or establishes uh, a context, a precedence for what something is um, or, or how something should be or how we should orient towards it. So if you said this is a five-star general, that is a kind of title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that has an assumed orientation, especially for those that are strictly in the know. Mm-hmm. And it has um, a ripple effect to those that maybe are less in the know yeah. that can be quickly communicated. All that it entails to be that, though, is it has to be unpacked. Like, so what you can't get at in a title is all that a five-star general is. Yeah. But it holds a place of value. So... So in the same way, when you title a work of art, it, it, it doesn't have to bear the weight of, of exhausting everything that the work is. And I think um, it's the lazy way in which people um, don't think well about language as a real, like sign signifier or, or symbols mm-hmm. and, and how they operate and what they stand for, but what they can't do. And because we flatten everything, we kind of think about the work as symbolic as much as a title mm-hmm. in a shallow sense. So we don't trust in the dynamism of the work to expand on and, and contextualize the title, right? Or reinforce yeah. the title so that when the title points to the work and the work embodies uh, a sentiment of the title, uh, they create a, a strong whole that has its proper impact. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot there just in understanding like, yeah, like you said, like what a title is, like uh, what a name is mm-hmm. to name. In, in some ways, it's loving. Like it would be unloving for me not to name my children. Yeah. So because uh, there's a um, individuating, personalizing, and I would go so far as to say humanizing experience when a person is given a name. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the, now, this is where for me the humanized, dehumanized is helpful because I can give people names that are dehumanizing. And we see that in culture Mm -hmm. and we fight against it. So we're proving the point of the importance of titles by fighting against those that those kinds of titles or names that are oppressive and offensive. Right. Mm -hmm. So we know that there's power. So now let's talk about the power of them in the positive. The title or name in the positive uh, can have historical lineages. It can be reinforcing of a generational quality for a given people or a family or any number of things, a town, right? Like mm-hmm. we do these things and they help us form affections and uh, um, orient ourselves, uh, whether it's a corporate title or a personal title, mm-hmm. a corporate name or a person, personal name, right? Uh, all of these set up uh, proper expectations, if you will. Yeah. So it's actually loving sometimes for something to have a title. 
Now, now the nature of the title, though, I think is early up for grabs. Like, and sometimes untitled is, I, I've done it. I've known artists that do it, that untitled is the poetic. Yeah. And that decision is being made whether or not someone else understands that because I can't, listen, I can't make, I can't name my kids a name that satisfies everyone that knows them and everyone that doesn't yet know them and everyone that will never know them. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. So you're working closer to home and with more of a modest uh, uh, expectation for how others may respond. And in some ways that's the freeing part. So I'm going to title it and you're going to live with it. And what I found with like, you know, using my kids as an example is at some point people stop questioning the name <laughs> you've given your kids because it's too, it's too assumed now, you know, does that, does that make sense? No, it, it definitely makes sense. I mean, there is something, um, almost, almost like the, uh, you know, if there is a, if there is a solidity to the person that's there, mm -hmm. the name is going to, in some ways shrink. Yep. Right. Because it is, because you, you are more than that descriptor. That's right. Um, you know, but you know, if if I were looking for a person I've never met, I would need that name in exactly order right. to exactly right. to locate. Yep. So I think that's that's uh, maybe where I come into that discussion of of titling is that um, they can be extremely helpful because they help uh, newcomers locate. Yeah. Um, they help you uh, parse and find. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think about titles to um, Flannery O'Connor's work. Oh yeah, yeah. Titles are powerful. Oh gosh, yes but their power is only gain or lost by the quality of the writing. If the writing wasn't there, titles would be squash. You know, they wouldn't mean anything. Right. But, but because the titles have a strong reflection on the nature of the literary work, when you enter into that textual world, um, you're not thinking about the title until you leave. Right. You, and, and but it does enhance the totality of the experience yes, of the work. Totally. But it's, it's like, but it does. It's, so it's not a, so what I'm saying is the title doesn't detract from the experience of reading. So why should a title in a work of art detract from the experience of looking? Right. Yeah. And, and, it, and it really shouldn't. Right. And I think that um, maybe it's more of just, we need to help. We need to help ourselves understand uh, the, the, uh, maybe the user experience to use a, a right. term that we're a little bit more familiar, familiar with now, but uh, the user experience of titling within Within our works. Well, so here's where I come. So coming full circle, when I, this is why I started with this is we're dealing with kind of the residue mm -hmm. of modernism, which there is a particular goal, the purity of form. If you're not dealing with purity of form, if you're not trying to re go and revisit that idea, uh, it's already been sort of poked at and um, then you don't have to assume that baggage. We just forget to say that in academia and you get people that have inhabited that world so strongly that they teach from that basis and they never update their understanding. And so then you get students that adopt baggage. It's not their baggage. And then they become artists. So they're like, what do I title work of art? And they're asking the question because the question was raised long before they ever made a painting. You yeah. see, I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's not to say that, I mean, sometimes it's just very practical, excuse me, practical. Like how do I title this painting? Well, I don't know. I mean, how do you, how do you title anything? You got to get to know it. Well, and, and I what think is there's, there's also a, you know, there's a difference in terms of how you, how you know your work. Some people are going to know their work very much, uh, sensory experimental, uh, experiential right there. Yep. I'm doing the work and I'm knowing it through the interaction. Yeah. Um, some folks, uh, are going to need to have a, a, a larger sense of knowing before they really put brush to, to canvas, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. pen to paper, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, cause we've, we've spoken with, um, artists who, 
you know, some of them, they're not really concerned with the titling of their work because yeah. the work is is paramount. Sure. But then, uh, like we had a few months back, uh, you know, Curtis uh, Newkirk Jr. had raised uh, the the point that he had a few paintings that he was stuck on until the name landed. And yep. once the name landed, it's like it a cohesiveness it locked it in. That's right. And and it worked. So I think it's uh, it's good to really remember there's not a one size fits all for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I do think I do think I would try to avoid being pretentious. Yeah. So I guess that's the, hard. The heart, the heart of it mm-hmm. is, is to avoid compensating in titles for work that doesn't carry that. And, and, right. you know, I know someone can be like, well, how do you know that? Well, that's where I would go back and say, you got to talk to somebody, have someone really look at your work. If it's not there yet, don't worry about titles, get the work right. Um, you know, the particular artist that's talking, I think their work's getting there. So I think the title matters and, and, uh, but it doesn't have to get super pretentious. So when your work, let's say your work deals with architecture and geography and location, I think, thinking in those terms is helpful at uh, originating titles mm-hmm. whether it's about the is, is the work about the particular place that the source material is coming from a neighborhood a town a city or is it about a general idea that can 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 and maybe is happening in any town or, or a lot of urban context right like yeah these are these helpful sort of nuanced questions and so are you trying to spin a little bit of um regionalism into the title or a particular uh nest to the title like shaco art space as an example i went back and forth for years on what to call this mm-hmm. and you know there's two things that happen one is there's a press there's galleries that just have kind of postmodern names and what i found was well postmodern names uh sound good for a season or two and then they all of a sudden seem out of date it's like i don't want that and so when i was looking at um and i had some terrible names for shaco art space that were terrible even if someone thinks Shaco art space is terrible, but they were, they didn't hold And you know, then in the city of, of Shaco, Shaco bottom is a district. It's a historic mm-hmm. district. You know, yeah. there's a lot of history here. So for those, those of you that are listening, you don't live in Richmond. There's a very, very particular historicity. This is where, um, I mean the slave blocks, like there's a lot of deep oh, yeah. history here in Amer- American history, that kind of thing. And so it's an important place that needs to be healed and cared for and, and, and loved on. And so, um, also, Shaco had a it was, it was impoverished in some some sense. So a lot of historic galleries in Richmond launched in Shaco Bottom, and they used their address or art space or Shaco Art Center or these different things to um, title. So they really grounded their title in the location. And so when I decided to really land on Shaco Art Space, it was uh, one to acknowledge exactly where we started where, mm-hmm. and where we're at. And I wanted to acknowledge the history of the place and make it a question that comes up to people. So then we could tell them about the place we're in and about the people that have done the work before us. So see, you know, so for me, the title became important because it it actually not only points to what we do, but it points to who's done stuff before us and it keeps us humble. It keeps us honest Mm -hmm. and it it actually acknowledges our neighbors. It says that uh, it's not Chaco is not just about this particular organization. It's, an organization that has locked arms with the whole area, the whole district it's in. Mm-hmm. And now, now here's the thing. People listening uh, you know, along the airwaves that have never been to Richmond may never have never, never known that. Right. But, and, and I'm excited that they, maybe they know now, but the thing was, um, it was important that we knew that. And it was important to have a mission for anytime someone asks, I know that I can answer that question. And, um, and that, that's a mattering kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that. If I think about titling my work the same way, I have a, a response to the characteristic of the works that is based on the titles I've given them. Mm-hmm. And I'm prepared to talk about it for a long time because once you title something, 
you ain't messing with it again. Well, I think that's a, that's a point as well is that there's a, there's a finality to settling on that title yeah. that I think can be uh, difficult mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you were talking about even, even with the gallery there, there was like a, an iteration, a change, um, a, a final resting place yeah. for the name. Um, and some of that was, you know, uh, like with any sort of thing of that nature, there's some testing and trialing. Mm-hmm. Um that may not be something that, you know, that's not a part of naming or titling our works, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's not like we say, well, you know, I'm gonna put this up in a show with this name and maybe I'll change it afterwards. Yeah. You know, it, it, they're, they're intertwined from, from the jump. So how do you, how do you deal with something? If, if it's that kind of block, how do you kind of push through it? Is it strictly just kind of going and having a metric like you were just describing and saying, that's what my metric is. And this isn't the last piece I'm going to make. So if the title is a bust, yeah you know yeah more fish in the sea yeah i think the bigger i mean i think i think in multiple terms there's i have like the parkwood series that was a closed series done (laughs) and i have a moss side series which is kind of a 2.0 and that that's an indefinite thing and then i have like the mainline work which has uh, varied titles Mm -hmm. um and the aesthetic and formal and visual parameters of the work conceptual inform the kind of titles that would follow or or be given to these pieces and so I tend to name work after I see it done. Mm-hmm. So, um, or sometimes I, at best, I have a title in mind as I'm painting it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it, you know, sometimes you can't title a particular work, but you can title, title a whole series. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a, like a series title and that gives you a framework. So it could be like the, the, blo- the such and such series um configuration number one or you know Mm -hmm. subtitling so you have like large designation and then you have subtitles for each individuated piece all of that becomes part of the experience you're offering but um at the end of the day you got to kind of know your work and you got to just by knowing your work you may if like here's what i'm saying if you know your work and you're emerging well then then you have a grace for emerging attempts at titles Mm, meaning you you live you live with it makes you live with it and then and then the um just like in a relationship with someone you don't get a feel for someone until you're actually with them yeah so get a feel for your work and as you do you start to become more associated with the work and then the feel of the titles will follow yeah a lot of times they really will you'll know it mm-hmm. it's it's like a knowing here's the here, here's the big idea you can't know things that you're not experiencing most of the time i mean you can know concepts and propositions mm-hmm. and ideas don't get me wrong but the, the, the knowing that comes from being a physical maker, let's say physically making will generate these kinds of responses and they'll be fitted to the work you're making. Yeah. So like with, with most <coughs> other uh, repetitive activities, yes, it gets easier the more you do it. Yeah. And if you're getting back into it after a little while, you're going to be a little rusty. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff to ponder. Probably give some good direction uh, yeah. for especially the. That's a jab. It's a jab at it. Yeah, it's a jab. You know, it's a 30 minute jab <coughs> with something me. that could easily be, you know, a two hour conversation. A long conversation. Yes. Um, but yeah, so as always, we're really happy and thankful that you're catching up with us and uh, checking on us every week. Uh, you're a fantastic audience and we love you all and we will catch you next time. Peace. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.